Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of a mini series, which is the third episode of season two of the Unprofessionals podcast. This is the second episode of Invite Lost in the Mail mini series, where we will be covering all of the teams that were not invited to the Orlando bubble for the National Basketball Association. I am joined by my co host, PP, legally, PP. No, not yet. Are you sure? Maybe sometime in my life, but no. I, I would take a look at the records again if I were you. I've been to City Hall recently. Damn. Um, anyway. Don't they need my permission for that? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, I know a guy there. Oh, okay. I know a guy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, anyway, today we are going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Atlanta Hawks because we're going in – Ascending order, yeah, ascending order of badness this year. Yeah, shittiness. So we started with the Warriors record-wise, started with the Warriors, went to Minnesota, and now we're taking our talents to Cleveland, Ohio. And so that's where we will start off this episode. Um, I have a Cleveland jersey. Not a jersey, t-shirt. A t-shirt, yeah. (laughs) He's had it since how long? Freshman year. Since day one. I they won it right what? after they won. The after they won the ring. Okay, yeah. So so he's had this shirt since 2016, and it still fits him now. I don't know how it fit him in freshman year. Also, very yeah. confusing. It's still I don't know. It's a Kyrie it's a, Irving. It's like a t-shirt version of his jersey. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. If I had made a bet with him that I would have lost, I would have had to wear it. Except it wouldn't have the war. The Warriors are just too good. So I won that bet, and he had to wear. Funny. He had to wear a jersey. Yeah, I was too. I was too jacked for his skinny person shirt. No, nah, but you'd still wear it, and it'd be funny. <laughs> it w- it would look ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's not the point. The point is today we are talking about the current Cleveland Cavaliers, who have certainly fallen off since their glory days. Um, what are your first thoughts on the team, Prasida? I don't know. I like Drummond there. I, I mean, it's, I guess he's like a pretty good center to work around. I mean, maybe. I think Kevin Love's getting old, and they should probably ship him somewhere. Other than that, Kevin Love. He's, he's thirty-one. Old. Yeah, that's pretty he's, old. But he—they just signed. They signed an extension recently. Do you remember that? I did, do not. They're they're like, all right, we'll throw you one hundred twenty million dollars. I think it's four or five years. Damn. He's he's there until 2023, on the contract at least. But I he can still definitely be traded. Yeah, but I know like he's just I don't know. So like after that, that championship run, then Kyrie left. He's kind of because like he's not the same as he was in Minnesota. Obviously, oh, that definitely. was a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean you know in Minnesota he's number one option and he was extremely good. And then he was a very good number three option for Cleveland. But now that he's back to being number one option, he's just not the same. So maybe, yeah. he, should, maybe he would be better as like a second or third option on a contending team if he wants to. Or he could just kind of ride out the, like his career in Cleveland anyway. Yeah, if I'm him, I try to get out of there because I do yeah. think I do think his talents would be very useful in quite a few other places, but exactly. I think the most important part of this team right now is their 
two recent draft picks with Colin Sexton and yeah. Darius Garland. I think they need to figure out what they're going to do with that. Yeah, they're both. Because they both play the same position the same way. They are both point guards, yes. And they both use a lot of like ball-dominant play styles that doesn't really you know, yeah. use a lot of facilitation and team playing with. Exactly. Um they're both like six foot, right? Six foot, six foot one. I think, yeah. I, I know Sexton's probably like six one or so. I mean, maybe he might be six two. Yeah, they're not. They're not exceptionally tall, which is not very. Yeah, Colin Sexton six one. Yeah. Darius Garland, I think, is six foot. Um, basketball Reference do not have his height. I do know he's short, though. I do yeah. know he's short. They're both very skilled players in terms of like being able to dribble. But once they yeah. get to the basket or try to shoot, that's where the problems arise. Mm-hmm. It's not even that they're like bad shooters or finishers. They just don't make them. I think I think if I was Cleveland, I would keep Sexton. Because I like his his like hustle mentality more than Darius Garland. Really? If yeah, if you've seen some videos of his defense, he definitely like tries more. Yeah, from what I've seen of Garland and Sexton, I actually keep Garland because I feel like he has. I feel like Garland has a better chance of developing into a player that can distribute the ball because I I don't think Sexton will ever become that kind of player. Mm-hmm. I do think he'd fit a great role like Lou Williams, where he like comes off the bench. He's there for scoring. He's yeah. undersized. You're not expecting like defensive results from him, even though he will try. But yeah, I think I, I think I think I think offensively Darius Garland is definitely like can, has more potential. Yeah. But I think Colin Sexton right now has a more of a of a dog mentality in him. Yeah. Do you see that one move that Do you see that one move that Garland had on um Matisse Thibel? I probably I did, but I don't remember what it was. It it was brutal. He like he he like hezied out to the right. Thibel followed him a little bit. He Behind the back, crossed back. Tybal was gone. Then he hits him with a step back and hits the three. And that's the only three I've ever seen him I'm make. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. Oh, the hezzy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, He's... no. This is where he got a layup, though. He didn't hit a three. Oh. Oh, oh back to back. It's play. back to back. It's back. Oh, two. okay. Wait. Yeah, no. It's a, it's a different play. He didn't hit a three. Yeah. Um. I I think yeah Garland's obviously a very good ball handler. In a lot of like the training videos you've seen of him, he's just like going crazy on yeah. whoever's in front of him. He definitely yeah he definitely can. He and I think extreme. and I think that ball handling, which is superior to Sexton's ball handling, will be more useful. Or it it shows I think it shows higher potential in being able to distribute the ball well, which Maybe. obviously he hasn't done. Although he does lead. He has led the team in assists this year. Okay, that's good. At at three point nine, that's not good, but <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, th- this team right now does not really emphasize passing the ball or passing it well at the very least. Also, Tristan Thompson is older than Andre Drummond by like three years. Yeah, Andre seems. I think Andre's pretty young. Yeah, no, but I just thought Tristan Thompson was younger. Nah, Tristan Thompson's always or, old to me. 
or at least not three years older. Whatever. That's that's not the point. The point is they have a weird, like they have a weird dynamic which is working so far in Cleveland. Like oh. Kevin Love, Drummond, and Tristan Thompson were sort of going. It was sort of going off at the end of the year. Was, okay, maybe at the end of the year. But at the end, well, they have well, a really Drummond got backcourt. traded at the deadline. Yeah, but they have a really big backcourt issue, and their bench is pretty ass. Yeah. No, it's just weird. Like, you'd see Drummond and Thompson sort of, like, cooking fools, and I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe this could work, which obviously it can't, especially when your guards do not pass the ball very well. When they don't distribute at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this team needs to – do you think there are any moves this team could make to get into contention faster? Because I feel like they just need to wait it out a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think they need to wait until either Garland or Sexton develops into, you know, the obvious choice. And then yeah. you – well, they sign an extension with Kevin Love. You keep Drummond. And then you kind of you make – you kind of make your team around the big two of Drummond and whoever comes out. And then Kevin Love can be like another second or third option, you know? Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm thinking of something that could possibly help them. Cause I know Zach Levine is not a fan of playing in Chicago right now. Not this, well, not playing in Chicago, but mm-hmm. he, he doesn't like Jim Boylan, which I don't think any player really does right sure. now. I don't think he'd like Cleveland either, though. Because I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I feel like he'd like the coaching, but it would be some like the similar situation where he would take up the majority of the scoring. Well, yeah, but I think that's what they need because I think I think Levine would still like put very put up very good stats in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and I do think that I believe more in Cleveland to become better faster than Chicago, which as crazy as it sounds for how historically bad Cleveland has been, if you're keeping Jim Boylan around for that long, you yeah. know there's something wrong with your organization. That's true. He's an awful coach. Yeah, so Levine's making $20 million a year right now. Um, so you could train like Levine, sex, Levine for like Sexton, Chetty Osman, which that's like, at this point, it's 2020, 2021. That's like 12 million a year. Yeah. And then you throw in Larry Nance and like a pick or two. All that for. If I'm, Zach. if I'm Cle- for, uh, for, yeah, for Zach Levine, if I'm the Cavs, I jump on that immediately because I think Levine is better than all of them combined. I would, but then they, they need to fill out the rest of their squad too. <laughs> Well, they, they still have – Kevin Porter will come into his own at some point, which I think Kevin Porter uh, will be very good soon. I forgot I forgot about him, but I remember I was at that one – I was at the one game where it was Cleveland versus Philly, and Philly sort of just shat on Cleveland. Yeah. It was brutal. They, I think they lost for like 50 points. It was, it was not – it was not a sight to behold for Cleveland fans. However, I if you watched the game and you watched Kevin Porter, you could see like the flashes of being a really good player, like the one dunk he had. Although the flex got yeah. Yeah. the flex that he had got obliterated by the commentators. They're like, "You're down by a thousand points," which was basically true. Yeah, it but was true. you could see that 
um, Kevin Porter could develop into a really good player. Oh, also, another thing, they need to get rid of Alfonso McKinney immediately. I don't care what happens to him. They can trade him. They can wave him. He has a cool No, no, no. This is for all – this is for everybody listening to the podcast, which so far from the last episode is four of you. If you average the if you go to the episode before that, it's eleven of you. Our peak, but anyway, I do not like Alfonso McKinney as a basketball player. I have no problem with him as a person. I he's done nothing wrong. If anything, I think he's done some pretty cool stuff for Oakland. But I hate him as a basketball player. I feel like that he would hate Harrison Barnes more, but that's just me. No, it's not the same. Because Harrison, although he did terrible in that series. The, the entire team had to have shat the bed to blow a 3-1 lead. And so many things had to have gone wrong that it's not just Harrison Barnes's fault. It is 85% his fault, though. I wouldn't say that. Andrew Bogut getting hurt. Andrew Bogut getting hurt was... 27 at one point. Yeah, I but Andrew... Something like that. Yeah, but if Andrew Bogut didn't get hurt, I still think... I think the Warriors would have won. Okay, but I feel like you can't... You can't stop injuries, but you can make shots, you know? That's true. I'm just saying a lot of things had to go wrong for the Warriors for Cleveland to win that year, which LeBron still should be praised for because regardless of what happens, it's still very difficult to win three in a row in the finals after losing three out of the four games. But that's not what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is that Alfonso could not guard Pascal Siakam for shit in the finals. And I would watch every game, and I'd be like, oh, maybe he'll stop him this time. And he never stopped him that time. I I, I didn't really hold this this last, I mean, last season's finals against the Warriors because everybody was hurt. Yeah, everybody got hurt. But still, even like even before Clay got hurt, like there was still a chance that the Warriors could have won that with Steph and Clay. Except maybe. Alfonso kept just like – every time the Warriors would, co- a, would score a basket – the Raptors knew they could just give it to Siakam and then he would score on McKinney every single time. And I do get that, like, okay, like, he was starting for some of that, which obviously he wasn't ready for. Mm -hmm. But come on, man. Just one time. Just one time. You're like the – how tall was Alfonso? Not tall. 6'4", maybe? He's 6'7". You're about the same height as as Siakam, and you can't stop him once. Hey, man, Siakam's a bucket. But anyway, all love for McKinney as a person. Hate him as a player. That's the end of it. He's obviously not my least favorite player. That's Carl Malone. And if Carl Malone isn't your least favorite player too, look him up. You'll see why. But that's the end of that. Anyway. I don't even know who my least favorite player is. It should be Carl Malone. No, it's probably not Carl Malone. Do I need to go into detail about what Carl Malone has done? I mean, you can, but it probably, I mean, it might not be Carl Malone, not as a basketball player. As a you basketball can hate a lot of people as a person, but. As a basketball player, I don't have a problem with him, like basketball wise, except for the elbows. I think got him a lot more points than he would have by just like hitting people. Mm-hmm. But he's just such a bad person that I feed that into me hating him as a basketball player. Well, hey, in the last dance, he did have good sportsmanship, so. But also, around the time of the last dance, he raped a 13-year-old girl. (laughs) So, there is a... What? Was he convicted? They they said that he did it, but he refused to pay, because she had a kid. 
and he refused to pay child support and he kept making it go on for so long and she was like running out of money and stuff and then he finally agreed to do it for like way less money than is actually required to take care of a kid so he basically just ruined her life at age 13 Damn. so that's why he's a terrible person but, but yeah, we're not this was when he was in college too what this was when he was in college was it yeah i, I don't remember what year yeah that that doesn't matter the point is if you're in college too old for a 13 year old if you're in the nba same thing obviously regardless fuck you Carl Malone. all right back to the cleveland cavaliers we were talking about zach levine going there i like kevin porter but i still don't think there's a lot they can do right now they yeah, have a lot of I money think, i think they should, they should i don't know what picks they have coming up but they they could grab somebody with. they they should have a good pick next year i think I don't know. They might have traded it away. I, I don't know. If they do get Zach Levine, then like if they can get like a good rookie, a small forward, it's over. I, th- I think that'd be really good for them. Yeah, I, I think th- I think they there is a way they could snag an eighth seed next year, mm-hmm. but it's very unlikely, and I don't see it. But you never know. Also, Cleveland is just ass until unless LeBron is there. Just in general, that's fair. They have not historically been good even when it was just Kyrie they weren't winning that's true they got it they they didn't really help Kyrie either though what they they really didn't give either of them help they thought they were through like the draft but this would have messed up in the draft then too yeah um I do like the assistant coach for the Cavs obviously (laughs) (laughs) Lindsey Gottlieb shout out to Lindsey Gottlieb first female assistant coach in the NBA your goat. Um, I don't know who their coach is right now, though. Like their actual coach, Ron Lou. No. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, because um, I, I know Michigan guy got fired. What's his name? JB Bickerstaff. Nope, that's, that's not him. That's the coach. <laughs> Hold on. Also, the Cavs. Michigan coach right now is Juwan Howard. Coach. No, no, no. The former one. He oh. he was white. Of course. List of Cleveland. He's bald. He's bald. I forget his name. We can look this. Oh, John Byling. John Beeline. Also, their coach actually is JV Bickerstaff, right? Yeah, now. it is JV Bickerstaff. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> JV. Bick- I feel like he. I swear he coaches everywhere when they fire somebody. I don't know. I've never heard like, of this guy. I remember that happened for Memphis. This happened for Memphis and Houston when they fired their coaches. Like, all right, Jamie Bickerstaff will step in. And yeah, come like, on. Yeah. They were fine, like, but they weren't good. But anyway, that's the, that's the Cavs in a nutshell. I feel like the more interesting team right now is the Hawks because I do think there's more they can play with there. Yeah. Their team obviously has more potential. I like the Hawks. We still haven't seen how Clint Capella will do, though, with that team. How Clint's young. I feel like he's 26. Yeah, that's like pretty young. Gian Giannis is twenty four. Yeah, it, it, I still think their defense is like a bleeding corpse, though. Like they don't have any exceptional defensive stoppers. Like Trey Young isn't stopping anybody. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hunter was brought in to stop people. He's not really doing that right now, but that's fine. He's also a rookie. Yeah, he he'll he'll grow into it probably. Clint Capella. He can block shots sometimes, but it, I wouldn't want him as like a rim protector. 
I think he's like six ten also. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a bigger a bigger guy like Embiid is gonna eat him up. Um, John Collins isn't that great of a defender, and I, I love feel, John. I feel like Collins. these guys have potential to be good defenders, though. Yeah, they have great potential. I think John Collins could develop into. I a think guy John Collins, like Blake Griffin. Yeah, Clint Capella, if he like wanted to, if he like worked on it somehow, they could develop something like Lob City, like Capella's Jordan. Yeah, Trey on Chris Paul. Except, obviously, you don't get that defense from him, so you would need to put him next to somebody with better defense like Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. And John Collins could turn into, like, a Blake Griffin-ish type guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched a video. I forget whose YouTube video it was, but they were talking about, like, one of the problems with John Collins is you can't really slide him to a center, and you can't really put him at small forward either. So being stuck at, like, power forward is sort of, like, the worst place to be stuck as exclusively. Yeah, definitely. But he can still be a very good player. Like that, Blake Griffin sort of has that problem now. He's six nine, but he doesn't have the small forward skills. And then he's not. Big yeah, center. he does. Like he, he can. He's like good at weak side, uh, shot blocking. But if you just have him in the post, he's gonna probably get pulverized by a guy like Embiid. Exactly. Um, he doesn't really have the wingspan for that either. Like he does, he does. His body does resemble Blake Griffin quite a bit in terms of like dimensions. Mm-hmm. and all of that. So it will be interesting to see how he can develop. I doubt he'll be as much of a playmaker as Blake Griffin, especially just with Trey Young. Yeah, John Collins was very good this year. And then he had 40% from three. Yeah, he was he was doing a good job. Rebound, damn. He averaged a double-double. Yeah, he thinks he's a max player, which obviously he isn't, but I could see why. I could – because I think, like, every other 2010 guy is a max player right now, so – if you're going based off the numbers, he is. But if you look at the game, oh, he's only he is. They have a bright future. Yeah, they, they. I think they can be very good in the future. But we will see. Some, if DeAndre but, Hunter, Cam Reddish can step up also, then that starting five is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they do need to make a trade, though. For who? Like, what, where would you – what trade do you – I think they should, they should try to get a forward – I'm thinking about who they could get because I think they are a forward away or like a, a good defensive shooting guard away from being much better, like very soon. I think, I think if they want to contend right now, then they should do that. But I also think they don't really need to make any big moves right now because if they wait like three or four years, I think everybody can kind of step into that. Well, yeah, they obviously don't need to contend. Kevin Horder will be good too. I think Kevin Horder should come off the bench as like, yeah, six. So like a Joe Joe Harris, Buddy Heald kind of guy okay. to fill that. But if you have Trey Young on your team, you need somebody out there who can play defense well. That's why, like, I think if they're starting five, it's Trey, DeAndre, Cam, John, and then Clint. What if they got Marcus Smart? That'd be good for them, but I also don't think they could. I think, I think if you'd have to go there willingly, and I don't think he would do that. Well, let, well, let's look at Marcus Smart's contract because he's been thrown out in like trade rumors quite a few times recently. Really? At, the, at the same time that he's like not like tied to the Hawks specifically, but just in general, because I feel like every time you just think about Marcus Smart, you're like, oh, you can trade him. But then, like, if you go back and watch Celtics games, it's harder to like make that replacement. But I do think that. The Celtics would make the trade for young talent like DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish, which they could develop very well. Yeah. 
2020. So he's making like 12 million a year. He's making 12 million a year. So that's, that's pretty easy to work with. Yeah. Probably they could, if they trade to like DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish. I feel like, what? I I, I feel like if you trade one of those big young guys, like you're trading a lot of potential away. I think they should be fine with that though. Like if you want, because if you, I don't think you have, I don't lose Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's 26. Like he's, he's not old, but I, I would do something like Cam Reddish, Dwayne Dedman. It could be Cam or DeAndre Hunter. Honestly, like I don't see the problem with either one of them. Because I do think, I do think right now, it's pretty up in the air which one will develop better. So you can just really make your decision. Yeah. For like Marcus Smart and some, some guy that's not making a lot of money. Like, how much is Semi Ojolai making? You could probably trade for Semi also. Mm, I don't know. Because I know he's Depends not like in a, he's not like an important player to the Celtics. Like he would, I think he would be a throw-in yeah. right now. He's making like. One million a year. So if you do like Marcus Smart, semi July for like Dwayne Dedman and um, Cam Reddish, I th- I would make that trade. I think if I was the Celtics, I would make that trade. If I was the Hawks, I don't know. It's too. I wouldn't want to give up Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter right now. Maybe in, Haw- like, maybe in like two years, I would because then everybody would be older and then you could just like they're like you could see exactly how good they might be a little bit later on yeah well you know how they're because like even if they do trade for marcus now they're not contending next year anyway yeah they they could sneak into the playoffs so if they get like the right defensive pieces to help out the team Mm -hmm. but um you know how they're making that chicago bubble for like the eight teams that were not invited to Orlando or like they're considering it. Yeah. If that if that does go through, I think what you do as the Hawks is you give Hunter and Cam Reddish a lot of play time. Mm-hmm. See yeah. how each one of them does, then you make the decision there. Exactly. Yeah. Because okay. I, That'd be good. That would be because I, I think that because I think this what you could have here is like a situation that happened in Duke with Cam Reddish, you know, where it's like Zion, RJ, and Cam are all trying to play for minutes, play for points. And then Zion obviously just kicked their asses at yeah. doing that. And then it's sort of like it leaves the other ones out to dry. So I don't think that – I think that you'd waste either Hunter or Cam Reddish's potential if you kept him with with Trey Young, the other one, John Collins. Yeah. So I do think you need to trade one of them and get a more established player. Maybe. But I would, I would want to see how they play first. Yeah, obviously, because you don't want to you don't want to get that wrong. Like trade yeah, one, yeah, of them, exactly. the other, like, the one you keep becomes ass, and the other exactly. one becomes like, like an all star, and then that one becomes Paul, the next Paul George, and then you have like fucking, I don't know, Jacob Pertle or some shit, like some dumbass, <laughs> like, just like a straight up shooter can't do can't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they have Scalabissier. I did not know that. I I've heard of him, but. He ah oh, shoot. He played for Kentucky. He was gonna be good. Then he just got hurt, and it did go well for him. But like, yeah, Scal's not a bad player. They still have twenty five million, 
in Chandler Parsons right now. Dude, I feel bad for him. For Chandler Parsons. Didn't he have, like, a terrible injury? Yeah, he got hurt, and then he got, like, a break. He, he was in a car accident. Yeah, yeah. That's- At the same time, he was making, like, $25 million a year. So, like, shout-out to him for getting the bag when he, when he could. Exactly. This, is la- this is last year of getting paid, though. Mm-hmm. But still, you could live off of that one year of salary. Oh, for a long time. Exactly. Like, he probably doesn't have to work again. No, yeah, definitely not. And he was 31 at the time anyway, so he made money before that. Yeah, exactly. Like, Because I, I know that contract was going on for a little while. I think it was like three or four years. Yeah. No, he had a lot of money. Yeah, he, he was getting a lot of money. They still have Jeff Teague, too, which I think will help Trey Young. I think Obviously. Jeff Teague is a, is a good backup point guard. Yeah, he's a good backup. He'll be a good mentor to Trey Young because I'm pretty sure Jeff Teague is one of like the few players who had never missed the playoffs until yeah. obviously this year. Because <laughs> I think he made it every year in um, he made it every year in Atlanta. He made it every year in Indiana. He was in Minnesota for a little bit. Though. Yeah, I think he was there. He was there the one year that they did make it. I'm pretty sure. Damn. He might have missed one year. Did he miss one year? He might have missed one year of the playoffs. I don't know. The only person I know that hasn't missed the playoffs yet is J.J. Redick. I know J.J. Redick hasn't. It could, it could be on the line this year, though. Yeah. If the Pelicans <laughs> don't make it. But obviously, their schedule is so fucking easy. Exactly. From no, this point on, that they're probably going to make it. I think they will. But they still do have to beat Memphis twice in <laughs> that bubble to get past them. Yeah. I can't wait until it starts. I'm going to be watching it the whole time. That, that, will be, that will be a fun showing. Yes. Which is why we're talking about these less recognized teams because they're not going to be there. They're ass. They're garbage. Yes, exactly. I feel bad for Vince Carter. Uh, I don't. He got his, he got his shot up, and then they're like, "Oh, we're done." He didn't <laughs> get to finish out his last season. That's true. But I don't feel bad that he didn't get a twenty-two years. Like, come on. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad that he didn't get a ring. He, he made those. He made the decisions that he did. That's he chose. To, he exactly. chose to go to the Hawks. Exactly. I just feel bad. Like that's not. That's like the worst way to get sent off. It's like. Yeah, that's true. It's like you're not actually getting to finish the season. It's canceled. Get over it. I he wonder if he'll play so it. So long though, like it didn't. I don't know. And he wasn't gonna get like a farewell tour like Kobe either. So yeah, but like still, I, if I regardless of whether or not I get a farewell farewell tour, I still would have liked to finish whatever season I was in last season. That's true. if I was him. Yeah, like, I feel I'm bad obviously. for myself if I was him, but I don't feel bad. Exactly. Um, I wonder if we'll play in the Chicago bubble if it happens. I don't think he would. No, probably not. Although he could, and then he could get his send-off, but he's not going to. No, when, uh, but he, he'd go to just sit on the bench and then play the last 30 seconds of every game. Imagine you're the Hawks. You're in, like, the championship for the Chicago bubble. You bring out Vince Carter. He runs around a screen from Clint Capella, runs around another from another one from Dwayne Dedman, hits the game-winning three. <laughs> Honestly, right, yeah. that, that, that would be the coolest. That would be a sick send-off. That would be, that'd be, that'd be the coolest way to go out. You hit. That's the true. biggest that's shot like of your Dwayne career. Wade, that's like how Dwayne Wade went out there. Yeah, crazy ass bank shot on the Warriors. You you hit the you hit the uh, greatest shot of your career in a bubble that doesn't matter, but that would still be <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. I remember some people were saying stuff about like they should use the Chicago bubble to decide like 
draft order, which I think is a terrible Ooh. idea. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, no, because it's like a I lot like of the lottery though. I, I like the lottery system right now. Yeah, well, because it's like a lot of teams won't be playing the like better players. Like the Warriors will not be playing Stephen Curry. Oh yeah. That Chicago ball will probably just like get him healthy. Same with Clay. Clay might get a few minutes just like get him back into it. But then you're just rewarding the better teams more, which is like the opposite of parody. Yeah, it's like, you oh, want. you're bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're bad. You get the eighth pick. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like this this draft class isn't that deep either. It took four. I know. Years I do not believe in this draft class. I want to. What's the current draft order? I think um, Lamelo. Lamelo's either one or two, and then Anthony Edwards is the other one. No, I mean, like, like, what are they thinking it's going to be for the NBA? Like, they think Golden uh, State will uh, get first. Uh, I think Golden State, Cleveland, Minnesota. They think Atlanta will get fourth. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too bad with keep. I'm not too upset with keeping a fourth pick. If I'm Atlanta, I'm. If I'm Golden State, I'm trading that. I don't. Oh yeah, that. I'm definitely trading. I think top three, you trade it. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's worth having a first, second, or third pick, unless you are. If you're a team like Minnesota, there's no point in like risking it with I don't know. You messed up so many times, might as well try again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. And like and like honestly, who can Minnesota get? Uh, they could get James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, or um shoot, blanking Anthony Edwards, yeah. But I, I do I don't think they have like top three pick potential mm-hmm. or talent. So that's why I do think like four, like four to nine. I keep those picks because I do think that this draft class is much more of a slightly later lottery pick mm-hmm. kind of draft where it's like, you will get a good role player. You know what you're getting with the fourth pick. You know, you're yeah. getting with like the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Mm-hmm. And then that obviously goes to like 10 through 14 too. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think if Minnesota doesn't fuck up, they should be okay. <laughs> yeah. But they're gonna fuck up because yeah, they're they're gonna fuck up. Yeah. Um, Atlanta's done pretty good at drafting though. Like generally yeah. speaking, Recent. they got Trey Young. Recent. They got yeah. Oh, okay, like you well, can't really you couldn't really mess up with Trey Young because you're either Trey or Luca. <laughs> like, okay. Also, yeah, they did trade Luca for Trey Young. Luca for Trey, like that's fucked up. So that that sort of is a mess up because yeah. I I love Trey Young's offensive game, but if I'm still taking Luca every I'm single taking day Luka of the week. Every time. Yeah, he's a monster. Oh my gosh, he's so tough. He's so good. I remember, I remember that draft. I was there for that draft. I I went to that draft, but I remember before that draft, I was like, Luga should go number one, and people were like, he's European, and I'm like, okay, but he's been playing professionally since he was like 15. Yeah, exactly. He should go number one. It's like no, eight and all the way, and Ian's still a good player now. But I think the Suns definitely would have wanted Luca a little bit more. But like if I if I'm any team, I would have wanted Luca more than whoever else I drafted. Exactly. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, imagine Luca, Luca at point guard. Who's the second pick in that? Well, well, how did that draft it order went, go? It went one Aiton, two Bagley, three Luca, who was traded for Trey fifth. Jaron Jackson Jr. was four. That was a good pick. That's a. Mm-hmm. That's not talked about enough. Like that's a that was a really good pick for Memphis. I agree. I, th- I think JJJ. Uh, I re- well, some YouTuber called him Trey J, which is pretty cool because he makes threes and Jared Jackson Jr. <laughs> Trey J. But, but Trey J, I think I think he will 
do his best in Memphis than he probably would have anywhere else. Uh-huh. So that, that's a great pick by them. Then it went five, Trey Young. Six? I don't remember who six was. I don't even remember Let's who see. picked sixth. Let's see. 2018, Jaron Jackson. Mo Bamba was sixth. Mo Bamba. I and he has a song, Mo. so who's the, real, who's the real winner here? Exactly. Colin was picked eighth over Kevin Knox, McCall Bridges, SGA. Michael Porter. I remember Jr. that Zayu Kevin Knox Smith. pick. He was getting yeah. booed, and I'm like, oh, he's going to be – watch well, it be good now that he's getting booed, but he's not good. He's not good. But He'd be he, so he, good if he was just he was a better promising. player. He was promising in Summer League. Like, he looked good in Summer League. I never, I never believed in him. It really? Might have been, in it might Summer have been League, because, he looked really good. It might have been because of his forehead alone. But I was just oh. like, I don't, I don't see this guy becoming a star. Damn, I didn't think you would be judgmental like that, SMH. Me neither. But no, just like looking at a forehead, it's just like, I just, I just like. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like a subtle thing that you just, you know. Exactly. It's like, it's a subtle thing that doesn't make any sense when you connect it sure. to what I'm actually talking about. Exactly. But I'm right so far. So <laughs> I'll Hamadou take Diallo was picked 45th. Shake Milton was picked 54th. Shake Milton was a, that was low key a steal. Ray Spalding was picked 56th. He never dunks in 2K. I don't know why. Antetokounmpo <laughs> was picked 60th overall. Oh, he's on the Sixers. No. no he was picked the by the Sixers. and then he was He's on the Lakers now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But for everybody listening, I play as the Phoenix Suns in 2K19. I don't have 20 because... I'm not spending money to shoot my shots a half second after I put in the controls to do it. But um, I play as the Suns. I'm the point guard. Ray Spalding is on the team. He has dunked a total of zero times. So on YouTube, I was like, oh, maybe he just isn't a dunker kind of guy. Let me look up his highlights. His first highlight was a lob. And I'm like, (laughs) why doesn't he dunk at 2K then? That's not the point. not realistic if you're below 80. Overall. That's true. And I stand that, by that. So the moral of this episode, although we're not done yet, the moral of this episode is race balding cannot dunk. Become better. Yes, just, just become be better, better race balding. Who is Jerome Robinson? Why was he the 13th pick? Jerome Robinson is the guy that looks like Brock from Pokemon. He was picked by the Clippers. He's not bad. He's like he's like a guy you can slide from like point guard to small forward. I have never really seen do, or he heard won't really of this do guy. any of them exceptionally, but he's he will do them like pretty well. He was the guy that I've heard uh, of almost every other player except for him and Troy Brown Jr. Do you remember when John Morant crossed that one dude on the Clippers? Yes. Was that badly? That was Jerome was Robinson. It? Oh my god. Jerome isn't bad though. Like he's like he's like a pretty good shooter. Troy Brown, I I don't know what Troy Brown does. Like I know he's on the Wizards. Yeah. I know, but like, like everybody okay. else, I know Zaire Smith, Dante, Lonnie Walker, Kevin Hurry, Josh. Steven Chenzo is really good. I, I liked yeah, Steven like Chenzo. I remember, I remember watching that um, Noah final versus game. Michigan yeah. Final Four. I was like, oh, shit, he did that to him. 30, Mo Wagner. 31 points on, his, on their heads yeah, off the damn, bench. That was, that was tough. Off the bench. That was ridiculous. Jalen Brunson was 33. Devontae Graham was 30. This was a pretty good draft class. Uh, yeah. 2018 will go down as a very good draft class. Like Jalen Brunson is slept on. Yeah. Devontae Graham Devontae isn't really slept Graham, on anymore. Not Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. 
He needs, he needs to get Dion. out of New York now. Yeah, he does need to get out of New York. The Hawks should try to trade for Mitchell Robinson. True. That would have been so good for them. Yeah, that would Shot blocking monster, lob threat, highest field goal percentage in a season ever. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he went crazy. Yeah, I, I like Mr. Robinson a lot. Uh, if I'm the Warriors, I would try to get him, even though it probably won't happen. But still, go for it, Golden State. You should listen to me. Make me your next general manager after Bob yeah, Myers. Do it. Keep, keep, keep Bob Myers for now, but think about me as your future GM. Kendrick Nunn went undrafted in this draft. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn is. Duncan Robinson did too. Miami found some very good players. And Alonzo Trier. Alonzo Trier, I don't get why he doesn't play ever. I don't know. He's so good. He needs to go to another team that will actually play him. They don't know what they're doing. He could help the Hawks out a lot, actually. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I think he's he not could, a bad. He could take up a lot of the scoring on the second on the bench. Like, yeah, a, he's not a bad defender. Him and Kevin Horder would sort of go off. I agree. Together, that's facts. Yeah, and then Trayvon Duvall, get that man in the league. Rip Trayvon like, Duvall. He, I remember watching his. Decided to leave after one year at Duke, where he was fucking awful. I remember watching his high school highlights. He was so good. He was. I don't know. But what like also, to high him. school highlights. Like, I saw Dennis Smith's high school highlights, and I was like, Oh, oh no, high God. school highlights are so different. You can get to like a D one school by making like every single layup. Like that's what John Wall did, except John Wall like actually developed yeah. into like a monster playmaker. Play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, and he's he's super athletic too. Yeah. And Trayvon's, like, not a bad athlete either, but he's obviously not John Wall. Yeah. Like, okay. like that, that was the thing. I, like, I saw his high school house. I saw some of his college house. I was like, why isn't this dude drafted? And I was like, oh, he can't shoot. But I'm like, wait, John Wall couldn't shoot either. But I'm like, no, John Wall does so many other things. And he can kind of shoot. Like he Remember when he that hit that deep three on yeah, it, and that, Boston? And the, I was watching that game. Yeah, I was like, me oh, too. they're going to beat him. Dude. Then Kelly Olynyk just murdered them the next game. Like, Kelly Olynyk murdered you. I know. I know. I want to watch him to win that. Still, John Wall was in that series. Like, he was not taking any prisoners, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they, he they just messed... walks down the stairs and fucking dies. Yeah, he's not in the league, and he's making thirty-eight million one year. They said he looks better than he was before the Achilles injury, though. Which obviously, really? I think they're just like I think like they're just gassing him up. Or, yeah, like skill like wise, general, I think just in general, I think they're gassing him up. But still, if he's even like as good or like a little bit worse, like he's watch out. Because now you I have mean, like that's a, crazy. He hasn't played in two years. Like I haven't seen him play. Yeah, now you have like a thirty-point Bradley Beal on your team too. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, Washington. Washington has some upside. They they could be good, but anyway, they're at the bubble. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the true. Hawks and the Cavs. Today. We've true, gotten true, true. way off topic. I apologize to all of our listeners, all ten of ten-ish of you, who were hoping for a more direct conversation. Well, but I that mean, is, the Hawks that is, and the Cavs aren't – like, we can't really help them right now. Just get better. Come on. I, I, yeah, the, Hawk, the Hawks don't – the Hawks sort of just need to develop. I think they're on the right track right now. Yeah. The Cavs, exactly. they need to develop, but they also need to make serious changes. But, like, there's only so much they can do with all the money that they have in Drummond and yeah. Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Like, I think exactly. together they're making, like, 
60 million or something Jeez. like a year what is it tristan thompson is making 18 this year drum is making 27 kevin love is 28 that's Dude, a lot of your salary so much money Dude, all their front court players are making over ten million. Everybody else is below ten million. Uh, uh, Tristan Thompson doesn't is not an eighteen million per year player, right? Yeah, now. but he he's a free agent next season. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. It goes Kevin Love making twenty nine million, Andre Drummond making twenty seven, Tristan Thompson making eighteen and a half, then Larry Nance at twelve point seven million. Why is Larry Nance making twelve? He's like a seven million dollar per year player yeah larry nance is a good like lob threat but he's not he doesn't you don't want him to be your fourth highest paid player yeah exactly like yeah you look at like good teams like the lakers and the warriors and like the way they they run is just completely different yeah there are more guards bob myers yeah bob myers is amazing amazing front office exactly yeah the Cavs front office, whoever it is. What's his name? David something. I don't know. It's something David. David Blatt, maybe? No, no. David Blatt was the coach. Oh, okay. Um, Cavs GM. It sounds like we're shitting on the Cavs. And we are. Not really. We're, we, we, are um, we are a little bit. Oh, it's Kobe Altman now. Oh, okay. I've I, he, I, I heard he's a good GM. Yeah. I think it used to be Dan Gilbert or David yeah. Griffin. Either one. I think Dan Gilbert's the owner of the team. Whatever. Uh-huh. Governor. Governor now. Doesn't matter. That's not the point. Kobe Altman, I think, can't help them a lot. Kobe Altman and Lindsey Gottlieb, two goats, yeah. probably. Give them, um, give them like, five years, and I think they'll. Five years, I think they could start, like, contending more yeah. regularly if they yeah, do yeah. things right. Definitely. Zach Levine, I do think, should be one of their top targets. They need, a, they need somebody who can actually score consistently because mm-hmm. – Garland and Sexton will give you like 16, 20 a game. But they're just missing so many shots that it's not worth it. Because by the by when it's all said and done, you're when it's all said and done, you're down by like 20. And they've shot like 20 times. Definitely. Um trade Kevin Love if you can, maybe. If you get Zach Levine there, Kevin Love could actually be helpful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you put Garland and Levine together. That could be interesting because Garland would be more of the score and Levine would be more of the distributor, which would be a weird like point guard, shooting guard dynamic. Although neither yeah, one can really defend. I don't really, I don't really like that though. I think Levine should be the score. Like him as a playmaker he, isn't as good as him as a playmaker. Well, he, he's 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 both for Chicago. I think he might need to. Well, be he has to be both for Chicago. Yeah, but I'd rather have him just like focus on scoring. You know. Yeah. I do think Kevin Porter sort of is the key, though, because I do think if you can run him at shooting guard a small forward, mm-hmm. that would be very that'd be very beneficiary to the team. He seems like he could become a good defender. And what that team really needs is, like, consistent defenders because Drummond isn't doing that, although he is playing, like, better defense. Tristan Thompson yeah. isn't really doing that. You know Garland and Sexton, like, physically cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Love, Kevin Love is an okay defender at this point in his career. He's 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 a good defensive mind, not really a good defensive body. But that's really it. Next episode, yes. we will be talking about. Let's pull up the standings real quick. Next episode will be devoted to the Pistons and the Knicks. Ooh, this should be a fun one. Oh, the Knicks. 
Not for the Pistons. Not for the Pistons. They're they're so yeah. fucked right now. They <laughs> are. They are really. <laughs> they fucked. messed up so many times. But oh well. We will we will talk about it and we will see. I'm surprised yes. the Knicks aren't one of the bottom three seeds in the East. That that's surprising looking at it right now. They're ass, but their players are like can be good in certain. Yeah, they situations. have so many. They have potential for very good players. Yeah, but then the, but it's just, just the way that they put it all together doesn't work. Yeah, it's like use it's like using the right formula for a chem problem, and then yeah, getting the no, wrong answer. No, it's like you're using like a physics physics formula for a chem problem. Like the physics formula works in physics, but not in chem. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that's for next time. That is for next time. This episode should go up like Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Depends on when our editor from Australia can get to it. Which he he had he was pretty busy this past week, which is why there's only one in this natural week. But shout out to Bryce. We know it's difficult for him to do it, especially when you're you're a literal hemisphere away from us. Exactly. Um, we miss you, dog. Um. But yeah, he's he'll still be pumping out edits when he can. Yep. Um he said he said he should be back on track pretty soon, which is good. Sure. He's just he's just gotta get things sorted out. Obviously it's difficult moving to an entirely new fucking country, continent, island. He got it. He's in a the hoss. massive ocean. Yeah, he's a hoss. Can't find a basketball court, but he's a hoss. He's a hoss, yes. Um, but that is it. We will yep. see you all next time which should be like midweek soon yeah yeah this has been right. unprofessional season two episode three about the bubble and we will see you next time